And we are back for an 11 game slate on Monday. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. Uh, I cover content for Daily Fantasy Sports. In this video, again, we're talking about the 11 game NBA slate. Also, cover content for NFL and for player pop stuff like prize picks, underdog, parlay, play. If you guys are not on prize picks, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. But basically, it's a player prop site where you build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and go up 25x your money. So if you do want to give it a try again, use that uh, code. It would greatly appreciate it. Help support the channel. And uh, yeah, if you guys are looking for more content, prop stuff, or for DFS, you can check out my Patreon link down below. But let's recap the last couple of nights. So Saturday night was a really big night for me. DFS was okay. Uh, if the Heat could have kept the game competitive or done anything in the second half, I would have had a really good night. Um, also, kind of kicking myself for not playing Scotty Barnes. The first time I haven't played Scotty Barnes. But the reason I did not was Bam and Abaya was at a similar price point, and he was low-owned too. So I felt like those two were you know, low-owned, high-upside plays. I ended up going to Bam just because, again, I was kind of go. I wanted to go heavy on those shorthanded teams. Right? I played three guys from the Cavs, four guys from the Heat, and then I played KD. Um, so still it was a good night for DFS, but it was a phenomenal night for prize picks on Saturday. We full-swept the board, 6-0 uh, and on prize picks, 5-0 and on underdogs. So amazing day there um today for nfl not great uh not great for prize picks either and then for nba dfs i played Giannis, ran a massive blowout just kind of catching some some bad luck so uh down day overall for me so open to bounce back uh tomorrow let's recap everything over the last couple of days and uh yeah let's get into the video uh, so Boston, Washington's first game here. So from the Boston side, they're running a pretty tight rotation. And I like the matchup a good amount here. So, um, I mean, I think the guys in the mid range probably stand out as the best point per dollar plays, you know, guys like Porzingis, uh, Brown, holiday, Derek white, like, especially the two guards holiday and white feel a little bit too cheap. It's a great matchup here. I think I would prefer drew to white if I had to pick, but both guys had a solid game last game. A uh, white went off for 50 fancy points. So, yeah, there's a good amount to like here for Washington. I'm not going to talk you off Tatum either in a great spot if you want to spend up for him. Al Horford at 4.9K. He should play mid-20s minutes off the bench. I think he's a relatively safe play. Uh, and then, yeah, you'll see some Pritchard, Hauser, and Cornette in the rotation, but they're not going to play a ton. So, uh, mainly the top-end guys I'm looking to for Boston. I think the only thing you have to worry about here is potential blowout. This Washington team is not great. Uh, and Boston, I think, is one of the best, if not the best teams right now in the NBA. So uh, you do have to factor in the blowout risk. Now on the Washington side, we've got to keep Brian Stats to Daniel Gafford. He got banged up. He was able to return last game and finish. Uh, so we'll see. If he does not play, we're going to get a min price. Mike Muscala most likely starting. I think it would be one of the better values on the board. And then I was looking at him like, who, who would be the backup center in that scenario? Anthony Gill or John Butler? Like this, they are really thin in the front court. There's no Gafford. So we'll monitor the situation there. Now, as far as the top end guys go, Poole and Kuzma, I like the ceiling on both. You know, Poole is a guy that has a relatively low floor, but he's going to chuck, right? He has the green light. Who's more a bit of a higher floor, right? Can, can do a bit more of the peripheral stats, but I um, like the ceiling on both those guys. I think your safest overall play here would be Tyus Jones, just because, uh, again, he has the ball in his hands a good amount and is good at racking up the peripheral stats. But only know if I get to anyone else. I mean, Denny will play mid to high 20s minutes. I don't know. Koulibaly has been a little bit quiet to start the year. Kispert, I want to say he had like a really big game last game, but I'm not going to chase that, so... Let's move on to Chicago and Indiana. So in the last video, I mentioned how if Levine plays, that he would be my favorite of the Chicago Bulls. We talked about that in the Patreon stream, and he went crazy, right? He went for 59 fans points. Now, the reason is when the Bulls are fully healthy, like their big three, I'm always just, if I'm going to play one, I'm going to prefer whoever's the lowest owned. And I knew Levine was going to be the lowest owned. 
because he had two really bad games and was a little bit banged up. Uh, and yeah, he went for 60 fantasy points. So uh, with the Chicago Bulls, I mean, I kind of have a tough time getting to any of the main guys. It's a decent spot, but an 11 game slate, they're like, I mean, they're all a little bit underpriced, but mm, I kind of have a tough time prioritizing them. Kobe White is there for me. There's not really a lot that I like here for Chicago. Let's move on to Indiana. Uh, Halliburton is 9-4. He's a pretty safe play. I mean, he should play low 30s minutes. He's a stat sheet stuffer. I mean, 13, 11 assists through two games. Uh, yeah, I have no issue if you want to go Tyrus Halliburton. Miles Turner also feels a little bit too cheap. Now, he is foul prone. That's the one thing you have to factor in, right? He got in some massive foul trouble game one. Game two, definitely a little bit foul trouble too. So, for 41 fancy points. I do like his ceiling. I don't really know if I get to anyone else though, for the Pacers. Like, a lot of these guys look similar. Heald and Matherin and Brown and Naismith and Toppin. Like, I kind of have a tough time getting to any of these guys on an 11 gamer. All right, Brooklyn and Charlotte. So this, uh, the Brooklyn Nets team, probably one of my favorite teams to target on the slate. They're shorthanded. It's a good spot. We'll see what they do the starting lineup. So I talked about this in the Patreon stream the other day. Everyone, you know, Daron Sharp was massive chalk. And I told people, I was like, all right, if he starts, I'm totally fine needing that chalk. But if he doesn't start, I would try to pivot off him because he's going to be overowned and the mitts are not going to be as secure. Well, Sharp was like 60, 70% owned, and he played three minutes. So we'll see what Brooklyn does here. Uh, if they start their small ball lineup, then um, I'm not really high on Sharp. If they start Dayron Sharp, then I think he is a pretty good value. Because if he starts, I would think he probably plays at least 20 minutes. Uh, so we'll monitor the situation there. Last game, they did start Dorian Finney-Smith and Cam Thomas alongside Bridges, uh, Ben Simmons, and Spencer Dinwiddie. I was also very high in Ben Simmons for tournaments last night. He went crazy. Almost a triple-double, 43 fancy points. I like him a good amount here. Um, again, if they start him at the five, which did his last game, his rebounding numbers go way up. Ten rebounds through uh, each of the first two games. I'm really high in Ben Simmons here. But Cal Bridges is 7.8K. I like his ceiling, uh, but he's been a little bit quiet to start. Uh, Dinwiddie, eh, I think I would honestly uh, rather get to Cam Thomas. But uh, Dinwiddie, I think, is still a decent play. Cam Thomas is playing out of his mind. If he starts again... Yeah, sign me up for some Cam Thomas. The ceiling's there. I will say, I don't know if he's going to continue to, you know, average 30-plus points a game, but Brooklyn's one of my favorite teams to target in the slate. And then if Dorian Finney-Smith starts again, which I think he will, I think he's a really safe value. Royce O'Neal saw a lot of minutes. Again, they just ran a lot of small ball with guys like Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons. So, uh, yeah, I really like Brooklyn tomorrow. I'll say probably my favorite team to target. Going to Charlotte. Lamella Ball, so opening night, they said he was on a limit. He played 33 minutes last game. We'll see if we get any sort of clarity on that. He has not shot well, and he's still averaging like 45 fancy points a game. So the ceiling is there for Lamello, especially when he's knocking down his shots. Uh, Rogier feels priced about right. Same with Hayward. Mark Williams been a little bit up and down to start the year. 6.1K, mm, probably pass. Nothing else I really love here. The bench is gross. So kind of just like Lamello, and that's it. Portland and Toronto, so this Blazers team is just awful. They are really bad. Scoot has not looked good to start the year at all. Obviously, no Simons. They're on the road back-to-back. This is all the makings for a massive blowout here. Uh, if you think Portland can keep this game competitive, I think Shaden Sharp and Malcolm Brogdon would be my favorite options. Brogdon off the bench will be that high-usage guy. Sharp should play a ton of minutes if the game stays competitive. So I think those two would be my favorite options. I mean, if you want to mess with the centers, I guess, but nah, they feel priced about right. Jeremy Grant does have a ceiling too, but I'm just not confident this, this team keep, can keep it competitive. I'll mention kind of a maybe sneaky off the board play would be the rookie, Kamara. Um, you know, he'll, he'll probably, he's not going to play huge minutes the game season competitive, but if this game turns into a blowout, you would think that he would 
uh, get extended a bit. So I will mention him as kind of an off-the-board contrarian value. Bono. So again, when will the Scotty Barnes faders learn? I've just been, he's made me a lot of money to start the year. Uh, played him in two of the three uh, slates apart for DFS. I've been taking his overs every single day on player pop stuff, and it's been working out. And again, I, as I've been, I've, I know I sound like a broken record. He is a different player this year. He has a different role. He's their go-to guy without Brett Van Fleet. Projection sites, Vegas, they just were not accounting for his new role. Uh, us preseason grinders knew, though, right, if you're grinding the preseason with me. Um, so even at 7-7, I like the ceiling still on Scotty Barnes. Now, I will say, I'm a little bit worried. I don't know if, if Portland keeps this game competitive. Um, Siakam, I'd rather play Scotty Barnes. Mid-range plays, Schroeder feels priced about right. We'll keep an eye on the status of OG. If he does not play, Gary Trent should start. Played 33 minutes last game. Uh, the only issue with Gary Trent is he's somewhat score independent. Daka Portals, 5-6. You know, the minutes have not been amazing on him. That's the kind of the downside. We'll keep an eye on the status of Precious Chua. He got a little bit banged up last game as well. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to Minnesota. Minnesota, McDaniels, 5.1K is questionable. Amount of the situation there. If he does not play, NAW most likely starts. Uh, NAW, uh, been a little bit quiet to start the year, but still is relatively cheap if he starts. I think he's a reasonable value. Two guys at the top, Ant and Cat. I like the matchup for both. I, I'm expecting mid-30s mitts for both. So yeah, sign me up for some Ant. Sign me up for an 8.4K Carl Anthony Towns. That feels a little bit too cheap. Gobert just feels priced about right, but again, he still has a ceiling when he has one of those games where he pops off for blocks. Only in slow-mo, mm, secondary plays. My boy Nas Reed, uh, 24, 28 minutes. We know how good of, we know how good of a point per minute guy he is. I mentioned, I was like, all right, he plays 24 minutes again. I think there's a very good chance he's going to score more than 16 fantasy points. Well, going for 42 fantasy points. So I still have some interest in Nas Reed for tournaments just because of how good of a point per minute guy that he is. Talk about Atlanta. So really tilting tonight. Again, I had Giannis. I, Giannis was like way lower on than he should have been tonight. I also had his over fancy score, which he was easily going to hit. And the, the Bucs just lose by like 40 at home to the Hawks. Uh, but yeah, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, like the ceiling on both. Uh, Murray, maybe a little bit of higher floor. Trey, we know has a high ceiling. The two centers in Capella and Okongu, I think are decent point per dollar plays. Okongu feels a little bit too cheap. Same with Capella. Uh, Jalen Johnson's the guy I wanted to talk about though. He started last game. Now I mentioned the stream. I was like, all right, I love the ceiling on Jalen Johnson. He was absolutely smashing, but I said, there's a very good chance to get some foul trouble. What happened? He got in foul trouble, uh, three fouls and picked up his fourth one. He lost a lot of time, but he looked really good in the preseason. And if he starts again, I like Jalen Johnson. Now the issue is once again, I think I'm worried about foul risk because who's he going to guard? Probably Carl Anthony Towns. Hmm. All right, so you got to factor that in. Hunter, Bay, Bogdanovich are all secondary plays for me. Let's move on to Dallas and Memphis. So now Luka at 12K, that feels priced about right for him, but still a guy with a massive ceiling. I mean, he's averaging like 75 fancy points to start the season. Kyrie, I'll pass on him. I have a hard time right now trusting the rest of this Dallas rotation. Jason Kidd's a troll. I don't know what's happening. Derek Lively, I mean, he played well and he only put 17 minutes last game. Like, I just don't trust this team. If you want to take a shot at Hardaway for tournaments, fine. Grant Williams would probably be the only other starter that I feel relatively good about minutes-wise, but he feels priced right. Ugh. If you want to take some shots on these guys, you can, but on 11-game slate, I'm probably just going to pass. Talk about Memphis. So no Aldama, no Luke Kennard. Uh, you got Bain at 8-6, Jaron at 8-2. That's where the offenses run. We'll see what the ownership is. Jaron's been pretty popular and it's kind of been a letdown. Um, he's always someone that I prefer to play in tournaments and not when he's high-owned. Uh, so if he's going to be low-owned tomorrow, that's where I'm willing to fire up some Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he'll be relatively low-owned after back-to-back 
or, you know, kind of subpar start to the year where he's been very popular too. Desmond Bain bounced back with a solid game after he just tilted me beyond belief. One of 10 from three when I played him at no ownership. Uh, but yeah, the two main Memphis guys, I like the ceiling on both. Marcus Smart at 6.5K, I think is pretty safe. We know we're getting out of him, low 30s minutes. David Tillman dealt a little bit of foul trouble last game. He most likely plays around 30 minutes. 6.5K, though, that feels priced about right. Dyer Williams had a huge game. Uh, he's been rebounding the ball really well, too. Uh, I think he's still an okay value play. I will say last game, probably a bit of an outlier for him. And there's even some guys on the bench that I think are reasonable here. Conchar, Roddy, Rose. I mean, this team is just pretty thin right now. So I think all those guys are decent values off the bench. Detroit, Oklahoma City. So Kate Cunningham, 8.8K. Uh, you know, he has a ceiling. But again, he's very foul prone. I'll say I like his upside for tournaments here. Uh, Jalen Dern. I mean, I can't believe how well he's played. Talk about that's 23, 15, 6, 2 blocks and 1 steal. Like, I'm shocked. I really am shocked how good he has played. Um, I like the matchup for him, too. Don't think he continues to play this well, but it's hard to argue what he's done to start the year. So I'm not going to say no if anyone fires up some Jalen Duran tomorrow. Like, he's priced up, but like I said, he's played out of his mind. Asur Thompson at 5-5, I like him, too. He should play around 30 minutes. He's a stat sheet stuffer. He's got nice eligibility. I think he's pretty safe. Uh, the rest of the Pistons, eh, Stewart is fine. Ivy's fine. I don't think I get to kill in Hayes. Burks of 4-5 is playable. But, yeah, I think Kay Duren, uh and Asur Thompson are the main guys I'm looking to. Oklahoma City, they got blown out by Denver today. Um, but, uh, yeah, SGA had an awful game. I think he's in a nice bounce-back spot here. 10.6K feels priced about right, though. Giddy, kind of the same thing, feels priced right. I do kind of like the price points here in Chet and Jalen Williams. Chet had that massive game two games ago. Other two games have just been kind of subpar for him, but and this is a decent spot here. Uh, two young teams going up against each other. Don't expect a lot of defense played, so I'm intrigued by Chet for tournaments. I'll say my favorite point per dollar play on Oklahoma City probably is Jalen Williams. Uh, again, he's going to shoot when he's out there. He's at a reasonable price point. I expect 30-plus minutes, so I like Jalen Williams. Short, I would just rather get to Williams or Chet for a little bit more. And then not a ton that I like off the bench. Um, I mean, Joe should get some run. Usman Jang is cheap, but mm. let's move on to Golden State and New Orleans. Golden State on a back-to-back should have everyone available. I, I believe that's what the quote that I saw earlier is. All the veterans, I think, are expected to play in a back-to-back. That being said, I mean, Steph's always in play for tournaments. I still have some interest in Chris Paul uh, off the bench, but that's this price is now getting close to correct for him. Play in Wiggins, I'll pass. Draymond, if he's on a limit again, I'll pass. Uh, Looney, I mean, like, I don't know. There's just nothing that really stands out here for Golden State. Uh, so, I, I mean, unless someone sits, I'm probably going to pass. If they sit Draymond, that's where, I'm start, that's, that's where I would start considering guys like Looney and Kaminga and Saric. Uh, but if everyone plays at yeah, Golden State, nothing stands out to me. For New Orleans, I mean, we know where the offense coming from, from this team. at Zion, it's Ingram, it's CJ. They all priced about right though so like secondary place here for the pelicans jv got in random foul trouble last game this is a matchup against a small ball warriors team too but if he does stay out of foul trouble and he does play around 30 minutes i will say uh jv does feel a little bit too cheap herb jones 5k he should play a lot of minutes it feels priced about right the bench is pretty gross right now uh not a ton that i like there miami milwaukee so miami kevin love expected back 
He missed last game. Caleb Martin is doubtful, and uh, Josh Richardson is also doubtful. Um, not a ton that I love here for, for Miami. I mean, I don't know. A lot of these guys priced up from when Jimmy was out. So, eh, there's just not, not anything I love. Kevin Love, if he does start, I think it's a solid value. A good point per dollar, a uh, good point per minute guy, even though he's not the best real-life basketball player at this point in his career. I was going to Milwaukee. So, Milwaukee, like I said, really tilted me. I uh, got randomly blown out tonight. Uh, Giannis, I mean, it's not necessarily the best matchup. Bam is a solid defender, but um, still not going to talk you off Giannis. You want to go there. Dame, in my opinion, is too expensive. With Middleton back, kind of have a tough time getting into any value. So let's finish it up here. We got two games left, Utah and Denver. On the Utah side, not a ton I like here. Definitely a bit of blowout risk playing on the road in Denver. Want to take a shot marking in low ownership, be my guest, or Clarkson. But they're running pretty deep rotation. Probably not going to get to Kessler. Probably not going to get to Collins or THT. That's another one of those teams, kind of just a, a cross-off for me. Moving on to Denver. So Jokic, 11.8K. Still like it's ceiling quite a bit. Again, though, I think there is a bit of blowout risk in this game. Mid-range guys feel priced about right. Reggie's been playing well, but 5K. I'll pass on that. Uh, final game here is Orlando and the Lakers. So for the Magic, I don't know. This team just like, they're all filler plays for me too. Bancaro, 7-9. Okay. Franz Wagner, 6-6. Maybe feels a little bit too cheap. The two guard, the, all the guards are reasonably priced. Fultz, Anthony Suggs, Carter Jr., 5.9K, maybe a little bit underpriced, but just, I don't love anything for the Magic. I'm not going to say no if you want to target one of these main guys, but nothing stands out. And finally, the Lakers. It's a back-to-back. We'll see if the Lakers, if Darvin Ham, rest LeBron or anyone. I think they'll be available. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it, though. Um, price points, I think I prefer 80 to LeBron, a 9.6, 80.91 for LeBron. D'Lo, I think it's my favorite point per dollar play in the Lakers. He should play 30 plus minutes. Still feels a bit too cheap. I don't mind Reeves either, but would prefer D'Lo. Prince Hill's priced about right. If you want to target Vincent off the bench, I guess, but he got a price bump. So yeah, that's going to do it for the Lakers. And that's going to wrap it up for the video as well. So yeah, guys, if you have been enjoying, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I just wanted to say I really appreciate all the support. It's been crazy last week or so on Twitter and YouTube. So can't thank you guys enough. Uh, keep an eye out for prize picks content. We'll see if I get one up tonight, if not tomorrow morning. But thanks again for watching, and I'll see you guys all in the next one.